Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. So Kevin is back from his extended hiatus of whatever. Now you guys only didn't even miss him this time because mm-hmm. you only missed one episode. That's right. But That's right. Uh, he's actually was, been like lost in the wilderness for I, three I or was, four weeks. Yeah, I I was mildly confused about where I was for three or four now, weeks. Now, you I probably... wasn't lost. You weren't lost. All right. Now, now, Marsha, you, if you go back and listen to last week's episode, may have suggested that you weren't out, because I was like, Kevin is out practicing survival skills in the woods. And she was like, yeah, he's probably just drinking Jaeger and sitting by a fire and... Maybe in a drunken stupor somewhere lost. Now, who's more accurate is what I want to Well, know. I will say that before I went on, on my trip, I found out that they make champagne in cans. What? You can celebrate whenever you want to. It's your party? It's canned. All you have to do is drop it in the, in the, uh, in the, in the cold stream for, for a couple hours, and you're ready to, ready to party. All right. Now, what do you do when you pull your uh, can of beer out of the stream from sitting there? Now, do we have to worry about bacteria on the top or washing it off? Well, or... yeah, some people might worry about that. I don't, <laughs> I don't worry about no. that. I mean, that's all just building up a tolerance, you know? All right. All right. I, I got a um, uh, one of those uh, knit bags, you know, the bags that you would hang dirty laundry in in, yes. the, in the Navy? Yes. Got one of those and just filled it up with cans and hung it off a tree branch in the stream. No big storms. Everything was all right. So it all stayed where it was supposed to. I uh, upgraded recently and got a um, got a uh, uh, eight-man pop-up, not a tent, a yurt. Ooh. So they don't make an eight-man yurt. They do. Then why is it not set up in your backyard? <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's a valid point. But I, uh, I have to say, I was mildly confused when I first set it up. For It took me a good hour to set it up because I didn't know what I was doing. I thought, like, it's a tent. You just set it up like a tent. Now, how nope. long did it take There's to take poles, down? There's poles. They have to extend. Oh, it only took me a few minutes to take it down. All right. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just, it didn't go up the same way a regular tent goes up. So I got confused and was swearing a lot. All right, but all right. Now so, I've done it once. I, I feel like I can do about now 15, I can go camping 10, with 15 you? minutes, and I got it covered, yeah. Now we can go camping, mm-hmm. and it'll be good? It'll be good. Now, I'm told that you're not allowed to, like, go to a campsite in your hometown. Is that a rule, or? Uh, but, you know, I I don't know. I'm always telling I my think... wife, I'm like, look, we got a bunch of acres. 
Mm-hmm. Why aren't we just camping in the backyard? I have a spot. You can't even see the house, any other house. Mm-hmm. It's just a 10 by, you know, 20 clearing and trees. Right. You're I'm good. like, that's camping. Yeah. Oh, no, that's the backyard. No, that's where you prepare for camping. Yeah. I've got a... Uh... I've got about six different size tents, you know, eight man, five man, ten man, two man, and I'll go through them throughout the year All right. and just set them up in the backyard, make sure all the poles and stakes are together, make sure everything's good, dry it out, clean, and then I'll put them back together and, and bag them up and put them, you know, put them away. But I think if you don't set your tent up regularly, regularly, and then you go out camping, you're going to get out in the wilderness and realize that you have three stakes and you need ten. Mm. You know, bad things happen. You can buy stakes for 90 cents. So I should know? be camping go to in Walmart. the backyard. Yes, absolutely. I, I fully believe that you should go. What I would say is you can't, I know they say you can't go to a campsite in your town. I get the idea of that. But I would say don't go to a campsite at all. You don't need, I mean, because campsites have electricity, they have water. Oh, they do? Things like that. You're paying somebody $8 to do something in the woods that you could do for free. Okay. I don't know how much a campsite costs. I, $8. I just made that up because I have yeah, no I idea. Yeah, I think it's like 50 I haven't so. been to a campground really in, in I, I years. I have no idea. But you should be prepared to uh, carry everything with you for a good distance if you're uh, planning on camping. Okay. Setting everything up in the backyard will let you know what you forgot and what you didn't forgot, and you can still enjoy it. You won't get to feel how heavy your pack is, Mm -hmm. and you won't get to feel the pain of, oh, I forgot to bring whatever, because you're just going to run back to the house and get it, Mm -hmm. instead of going three days without. Right. And And you know, if you you never forget after that. If you bring bottles of wine with you and you have no corkscrew, you're out of luck. If you got, uh, you just smash that non, shit off. The yeah, top. if you got, if you got a non-twist off bottle caps, I mean, you can do it, but it's a little bit mm. difficult. You My know? days in the Navy, I did learn how to use a table corner to mm-hmm. yeah, pop a top. Yeah. It's not too difficult once you know how to do it. But I will say, I have that broken if you a don't few beer break, bottle tops off. So if I don't you know. don't break your flashlights out before dusk. You might be in trouble because you'll never find them once it gets That's dark. That's a lesson learned right yep. there. Yep. All right. It's not even a bad idea. Keep it in your pocket all day. Now, one more thing. I feel like we have to make a disclaimer. So I know we have to actually get into a podcast here in a minute where you guys learn some shit. Mm-hmm. But the, what I, I feel needs to be brought to your attention is we got a new review on iTunes. All right. That's a couple days ago. It says, this. Sh- well, the, the title is Maybe Kinda Sorta. This show is entertaining and sometimes thought-provoking. My biggest problem. You know it's good when they start out with my biggest problem. Mm. That means you're fucked right there. That means there. they got other problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I can't tell when they're joking, being jackasses, or if they're trying to be serious on certain topics. If you have some solid experience, this show can be fun and funny. If you're completely new to prepping, please do not take what these guys say as gospel. 
because they've said some very wrong things on a few of the topics I've listened to so far. And following their wisdom can get you killed. Mm. Killed. All right. So my my take on that, I know you, you get mad when I read the reviews because I always get all emotional and I'd... start crying. And I want to, you know, respond and, and be like, oh, he's a jerk and why? Well, I think what we ought to do today on the podcast is keep a tracker of our kill kill score. Well, I think earlier you already mentioned something. That's actually why I felt I needed to bring this all up. All right, all right. I don't even know what it was. I think you were telling, oh, when you told people that it was cool to set their beer in the water and not rinse it off. Yeah, yeah. And you might die. You That's might, one right you there. Might we already killed one person. Kevin just killed somebody. So here's the thing. Um, yeah. I I, I, right. I think this is what came to my mind when right. I read that. I said, you know what? If you follow our advice on the things that are going to get you killed, you are going to fucking die in the apocalypse anyway. Yeah, it's irrelevant <laughs> whether we fucking tell you or not. Because your shit was already fucked up. Yeah, I feel like I we did a show on uh, surviving a riot, and I talked about how to start a riot. Yes. And that'll probably get you You want to come clean? Don't start a riot? <laughs> Don't start a riot. All right. Um, is there anything else you want to come clean about? Oh, no, I do feel like Kevin is most of the problem. Usually if I say it, you're safe. Mm-hmm. And if Kevin says it, you're going to die. You should take it with a grain of salt. All right. You know, that, that, seems, that seems reasonable. That maybe is the disclaimer right there. Um, Kevin has a little hidden sarcasm. <laughs> I don't know. He's smiling right now. I don't know yeah. what that means. I don't know. All right. So now that we've had nine minutes of nonsense, we're all caught up. Well, actually, you know. I feel like there's a lot going on um, that I want to talk about. Right, let's keep going. No, well, I, I, there were things you said that Trump's causing problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump just called uh, Jeff Sessions a dumb Southerner. That doesn't sound that, like that's going to end. That well. seems like a bad political move. There, I, Trump says things like I said. He's gotten more good done than bad. And you know, if we get a second Supreme Court guy. That's way better than anybody Hillary would have picked. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy about that. Right. And honestly, probably better than George Bush would have picked because those Bushes were a little iffy, if you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. But, you know, Bush really shined at the McCain uh, funeral. Uh, was that when he was joking it up with uh, Michelle Obama? Yep. And he patted Barack Obama on the ass. <laughs> That's something. I that's would, something right there. That, that there aren't a whole lot of people that can get away with patting a president. Well, nobody's president at the, the level ass. of uh, Slick Willie at Aretha's funeral. Did you see that? <laughs> no, no. He had apparently, uh, oh, what's the girl's name? Uh, um, I, I don't even Ariana know. Ariana Yeah, Grande? Ariana Grande or whatever Wasn't that somebody else is. that was grabbing her boobies? No, no, he didn't grab her boobies. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I just assumed <laughs> Bill Clinton, he was grabbing titties. So apparently... He's sitting right behind her. So the camera's on her, mm -hmm. like, singing, and he's behind her, and he's, like, checking her out like crazy. Like, yeah. leaning his head and all googly eyes mm -hmm. and, you know, whatever. And he just, it was a little risque. Uh-huh. And, you know. Well, how old is she? I mean, he's, what, 70-something now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, like, a 50-year difference. I don't think that's a big deal. You know, no. if you're 60 and you're checking out somebody with a 50-year difference... That's a problem. All right. All right. 
Then the other thing, breaking news today, we had a plane come in from uh, like UAE or something. Yeah, United, United Arab Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. Dubai, yeah. And uh, I spent a little bit of time. Apparently, in, in they had a little quarantine issue. Like fifty passengers had a fever over a hundred degrees. And I ask you, Chuck. So fucking what? I don't care about this. No. Why are you bringing it up? Let me tell you why. We are at risk. You know who was on that plane? Who? Vanilla freaking ice. That man is a national treasure. We need to protect <laughs> him at all costs. No, they said he showed no signs. Thank God. Thank God. But, you know, really, we came very close to the edge mm -hmm. today. Now, I want you guys at home to think of Chuck and I as your own personal vanilla ice. Because if you be have sweet. a problem, yo, I'll solve it. But you might die. <laughs> you might die. <laughs> That's it. So, now we're ready to get into... We're all caught up. I think we're the all gossip caught up of the, the world with the gossip. Because yeah. you know why I felt we had to share all that stuff at the beginning is because I was told once we get off topic at the end, then everyone just shuts it off. And it's like, yeah, all right, I got it. All right. So we, we brought you up to speed. We don't want you guys missing out. Yeah, we don't want you missing out on all the good stuff. All right. That, that was the good stuff up front. All right. And now you know what you've been missing if you shut it off. Right. So anyway. Now, Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today's episode, see, you can start it right, right there. 13 minutes, call it good. All right. So, today's episode, we're going to talk about, do we tell our friends about our prepping? How do we get them involved in prepping? You might be asking, am I my brother's keeper? Is it my job or can I just lock the freaking door? Mm -hmm. I don't know. If you're we're gonna a door get locker, to the bottom, we're gonna get to the bottom. All right, it. we'll get we'll get into this here. So, do I? And how do we prep for emergencies? We're gonna kind of cover a little bit of all of this today. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, you know, they always say, uh, "Loose lips sink ships." So, That's right. you know, you don't want to tell everybody about all your prepping. You don't want to be like, "Hey, you know, I have a lot." Of AR-15s in my house. Mm -hmm. I have thousands of rounds of bullets for every gun I own. I have four years of long-term food storage. These are all hypotheticals. They're not really Right. True. Chuck doesn't have any of that, that stuff. Up. Right. Right. We're just making that shit up. Mm -hmm. Right? So, all this stuff. I have all the preparations to get through anything. I have the tools prepared. I have the generators, the gas stored. And guess who's knocking on your door? Everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a problem. Um, and also, when people think, like, how many times have you heard, you know, you go to the family outing and they're like, well, I know whose house we're going to. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Mm -hmm. You don't want your name to be inserted there. Right. Anytime there's you know? emergency, oh, an emergency, we're all you got going 30 to Kevin's because Kevin's going to get us killed. See, yeah, Kevin's no, actually playing it smart. <laughs> as far as I can tell, he's like, yeah, I, you sh I don't know where I'm going to take it. <laughs> now, see that murky stream in the backyard? That's where we're drinking from and using the bathroom. Yeah. Well, upstream and downstream, right? That's right. how it works? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sure. Why not? So, 
All right. So you get the idea. So what can we do to kind of, one, offset some of this pressure mm-hmm. um, and also help people take care of themselves without giving away our total, you know, right. survival plan? Right. You know, you don't want to be like one of those uh, morons that has a podcast and just tells the whole world about about their That's their completely preps. wrong. That's a stupid thing to do. But if your neighbor sees your solar panels on your roof and knows you have a generator and knows you have, you know, and the 15 tanks barbed of propane, wire yeah, if they know that's happening, they're, they're you know, they're hungry because the grocery store ran out of food three days ago. They're going to come to your house anyway. Right. You know, if your brother-in-law that lives on the other side of town is going to come over to your house when the power goes out. You know, these are these are people that already know about what's going on. So I think in in a in an ideal world, it would be best if the people that knew what you were doing were also doing some prepping themselves. Right. Um that and even maybe you have a group of people you care about. Maybe the guys at the gun club I mean, I would assume if they're at the gun club, they're probably already a little bit squared away anyway. He's got a week or so, right? But I would think, I don't know, but maybe the people at your church, mm-hmm. these are people you care about, right. I assume, or why are you going to church there? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe uh, some people at Temple. Isn't that temple? where Jewish people sure. go? Church. Sure. Your local mosque. Your local mosque, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's the same thing. The temple that? and the mosque? Yeah. Well, here's the idea. You go to church on, you go to mosque on Friday to pick up chicks, right? Mm -hmm. You go to temple on Saturday to pick up chicks. Then you go to church on Sunday to pick up chicks. It's win-win. Is this that questionable advice you've been giving out? This is a, I just killed the third person (laughs) in one episode. Oh, no. But you know, at least we got the disclaimer. Now, Mm -hmm. every time Kevin kills somebody with this advice... Maybe it's time to do a shot. Yeah. All right. Um, this is the, the, the prepping, uh, survival and basic badass prepping podcast drinking game. All right. So if you don't know Kevin's subtleties right there, that was actually not good advice. Not good advice at all. That that was a no-go. All right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving right along. I would say... So anyway, bottom line, there's people you care about. Right. And you want to maybe, maybe even have a class. Maybe at your church, you're like, hey... You know, you talk to your pastor or whatever. Maybe you are the pastor and you're like, hey, you know, next Sunday after church, I'm going to be giving a uh, a class on basic readiness. You know, mm-hmm. you know what a good way you might want to start that is, hey, I was on Facebook and August 31st, I saw that President Trump, our hero, posted as that, long as you live in the north, as long as you live in the north. Posted that September is going to be emergency preparedness month. Do you guys, you know, think there's any possibility with all these hurricanes, storms, tornadoes, volcanoes, earthquakes, whatever it is that happens where you live, terrorist attacks, something might happen here? Wouldn't it be cool if we had a week's worth of supplies 
you know, you don't want to scare them with full on prepper. Right. I would I would not recommend talking to people and being, you Talk, know, telling them you need five years of food supply. Emergency food right. storage for a, a disaster. You know what? What if your neighbor's house burned down and they came over and were like, hey, can we stay and eat with you? Mm-hmm. Um, these are the kind of things that we're talking about. You know, you kind of ease them into it. And then maybe a couple of months later, you're like, hey, you know, now I'm going to offer an advanced prepper course. Mm-hmm. And you kind of, you know, go through subtle, you know, ease them into it. But I think you feel people out. You weed them out with the basics. Mm-hmm. And then you're only contacting the people who did the basics. Right. To go to the advanced. Right. Well, I mean, you know? let's. Let, let's just go through some of the reasons that you might might do this right, that would benefit would you, you. Like selfish selfish reasons. Okay. Um, having more people uh, around who are ready for a crisis is a plus. There's going to be less people dependent on your supplies. You know, your neighbor is not necessarily going to come over to your house if he's you know got a week's worth of storage uh, set up. You know, if there's a hurricane, well, they know you're the guy. In six days, he's gonna come over. That's true. That's true, but it gives you a little buffer there. It gives you a backup. You know, if your house burns down, you know, if your house is in a, a shitty area, and um, you know, all of a sudden the power's out, you have some place you can bug out that's just across town instead of wherever your bug out location is. You know, if you've got a five hour trip to your bug out location. Then uh, you know this is probably ideal to have have a secondary location to go to, you know. Now, is there any way we could actually guilt them into sharing their food? Because, like, hey, I told you to prepare. Remember that? You're the re. I'm the reason that you're alive right now. Aside of the three people we've killed. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, if you're not one of them, but they're already dead, so you don't even have to have that problem conversation. solved. It also uh, it also broadens your skill set, you know. Not everybody is a is a doctor, a nurse, a farmer, an electrician, a carpenter. You can't be all those things. Yes, you know. But if you broaden your your group, you know, you can trade things like that. You know, two yeah. hours of work at my house, two hours of work at your house. You doing something I don't know how to do. Me doing something you don't know how to do. Um, there's also the idea of strength in numbers. You know what I mean? A uh, one-man um, uh, fire team, not very effective. No. Um, you know, it's it's a. I think there's a uh, that comes into play when when things really go bad, and you are facing you know facing an enemy, facing somebody that's trying to take your stuff from you. Um, I do that with my neighbors. You know. Just as it is right now. You go out if and practice I see, with guns and shoot Well, no, people. I mean, if I see uh, somebody walking around my neighbor's backyard trying to open open doors, you know, I'm going to talk to him. You know, I'm going to be like, this is what the dude looked like. Well, you're you know a good who this neighbor, guy is? Kevin. You're a good neighbor. Well, I've had people do that to me, too. Yeah. Apparently, there was some blonde lady walking around my backyard. I have no because I don't even know blonde ladies. No. But, uh. You know, knowing that sort of stuff is is a plus because you might just not know that somebody was was by looking around through your stuff. Um, What if the ATF was looking around in your backyard? You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, they were probably out there today. <laughs> uh, and also, it's important to have people that you can trust. Yes. You know, people that you can count on, people that can count on you, people that you can talk to that, you know, you know aren't going to try and, uh, you know, break into your house and steal stuff. Right. You know, people that you can count on as reliable people. And, you know, honestly, if you talk to somebody more than a couple of times, you know if they're shitty. Yeah, I think that's right. You can recognize a shitty person pretty quick. I've got one shitty neighbor that I... Is there only one? Well, I mean, they're they're all kind of shitty. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. Yeah, that sounds more accurate. Cra- crazy <laughs> and shitty is different. That's all different. right. But I mean, it's just, it's just See, something. I, I would have gone the yeah. other way completely where I would have said, I have one good neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's different. Didn't. Yeah. I have, I have a neighbor that may just shoot you if you see, he sees you in my yard and doesn't recognize now, you. I have one neighbor like that, but I'm not sure if this guy is like a total nut job or should be my best friend. <laughs> and that's what I've been trying to figure out. Uh-huh. Like he's got. A bunch of crap in his yard, mm-hmm. but he's got like big tractors and a backhoe. And I see his wife like out with the kids with like dirty diapers running around in the uh, yard. And I'm like, hey, he might be my friend. I would say that white trash, that's the friend you want. In an he emergency. is pretty white trash. White trash is, is, I love white trash. Love it. Cause, you know, that's the type of person that, that, uh, you know, gets their jaw broken in a fist fight and keeps fighting. That's the kind of person you want. You know, their ear gets cut off, they're just going to fight more. You know, love it. They love it. Now, this isn't like that American History X movie I saw, right? Well, I mean, listen, if you want to curb, curb stomp somebody that's that's stealing your car, I'm not going to talk you out of it. You know? Who am I to judge? Now, this is the point, is... We all have different levels of comfort. Mm-hmm. Kevin has I'm not going to curb stomp somebody, but you know, having somebody on your side that that is willing to do that, you know, that's not a bad thing. Oh, that movie scarred me for life. Yeah, it was pretty... Because, you know, they, I watched it not too long ago. How would you go back I, to that? I forgot, you know, and I was waiting for the scene in the beginning. Yeah. He comes out and, you know, shoots mm-hmm. the guy in the front porch. Sure. Goes running out. And then the curb, bite the curb. You know that scene starts, and I'm kind of looking. Don't upset I got the my, audience. I got like one a... eye closed. What you know, I'm peeking through my fingers, and they don't show it. I'm like, oh, oh I must have forgot. Woo! But then about halfway through the movie, there's another flashback. Yeah, and they show it. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-hmm. It no, was, I it actually was shut the movie off at that early on part. Uh huh. Again, different threshold. Mm hmm. Well, you can watch it right up until about halfway through. When the flashback starts, that's when you turn it off. I mean, it was kind of a kind of a messed up movie it's, for many reasons aside of that. I brought out Rambo, and then all of a sudden, the, the last one, the one that's the mirror mark. Did we talk about this right, on the podcast? One, I, don't I don't think so. Anyway, um, and uh, there's like intestines flying through the air. Yeah. And like you could show the same level of violence. But you don't have to show the intestines. intestines flying through the air. That the last Rambo. Now this never happened. I was talking to my last boss Rambo. about it. And he's like, "But that's real." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't best, think I don't remember war being like that." Best Rambo of the franchise. 
when he's shooting people in the head with a 50 cal. Ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mind blown. It just warms my heart seeing things like that. Oh, no. You know, I wonder if we lose, like, half our audience with this episode. I think we're all right. I think we'll do that. We can I do that? I think we can do that. Yeah. All right. So, now you are talking to your neighbors. Yes. Uh, how do you start this conversation? Well, like I said, maybe hosting a little, uh, you know, emergency preparedness kind of thing. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Uh, you know, talking it's to people way to go. in a group about basics. And, you know, when you start talking to people, don't bring out your, like, tinfoil hat no, conspiracy no. theories. Um, you know, I've got mine. Chuck has his. We're crazy. Different. We're both crazy, crazy in our own way. You've heard it. Yeah. It's been documented. You don't have to bring that out right away. Talk to your friends about real-life situations. What would happen when the power goes out during a snowstorm and it's 20 degrees? Uh, right. What happens, you know, when the roads are, are, when there's a hurricane and you can't get through to the grocery store? Talk about things like that with them, you know? Wildfires, flash floods, earthquakes, the basics. Um, maybe just ask them what they've already done. And listen to what they have to say. You know, ask ask them about these situations and what they've already done. And listen, you don't have to shit on them because they only have three days worth of food, but you can encourage them. You know, maybe get you know a couple of jugs of five gallons of water. You know, maybe uh, do this, maybe do that, maybe get some soap, some bleach, things like that. You know, you can encourage them without making them feel shitty. Right. That's a big turnoff to people. Um. Yeah, talk about the basics. You don't need to go off grid to to be a prepper. You know, you don't have to tell them they need to, you know, set up their their solar farm and their wind farm and uh, you know, do all this sort of stuff immediately. You can talk to them just about, you know, getting a day's worth of food, getting two days worth of food that right. is set aside. You know, getting a, a couple of cans of vegetables, a couple of cans of soup and setting it on a shelf. You know, I would say wait till week 2 before you have them start listening. Yeah. To the survival and basic Yeah, Because they might podcast. just die. Yeah, right. Week one, they're going to be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, I started a riot in my town and the cops shot me right in the ass. Right in the ass. But that's, you know, no. I mean, it, that's the thing, though. You don't want to scare them with your craziness. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, a lot of the times. Knowing that your family's safe mm-hmm. is nice. And what I'm talking about, like, obviously, we talk about a billion things to make your family safe. But. Your parents, your brother, your cousin down the, you know, 20 miles away. Mm -hmm. These people may not be on board with all that we're on board with, but having a talk with your mom and being like, you know, if I sent you this water, Bob, and, you know, a week's worth of food to have in the pantry, that wouldn't be wrong, right? Right. You know, that way if the power went out, I wouldn't have to worry about you. Right. And a lot of the time when the power goes out, the, the phones go out too. You're not going to be able to call your mom and check on her. You know, the cell phones, uh, cell phones network might be overloaded. Right. You might not be able to get a hold of your mom even though you know she was right in the path of the storm. And this would be a little bit more of a, of a ease of mind, you know? Yeah, and that's it. You know, and if things, whatever. And it's a lot easier to sell them on, oh, you know, we get hurricanes here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and I, I would like even to... I would even say that twenty percent of the work gets you eighty percent prepared. Yeah, you I know think what that's I mean. Right, you can get up to that eighty percent 
And then that's when you start getting, uh, you know, getting crazy about stocking ammo, stocking, you know, all sorts of stuff. But 20% of the work, getting, getting a basic, you know, box of ammo for your gun. Having that set aside that you know you can use it in an emergency. You don't, you know, get excited about, uh, about target practice and use up all your ammo and have to wait till your next uh, paycheck so that you can get down to the store and get more. Speaking of, turns out if you, by chance, by some weird thing, had one of those binary triggers yeah, and you went out shooting, mm-hmm. you can burn through like 300 rounds in like nothing. Yeah. And you're like... Now, you're like, I know somebody... I thought I was all like stockpiled yeah. with like a thousand rounds. I do rounds. know somebody whose name rhymes... I'm not going to tell you who it is, but their name rhymes with Chuck. Uh, was was telling me about the the binary trigger. I'm just saying there might be a pile of brass in my yard. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's a thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, I I just saw it in a movie. Mm-hmm. Movie. It can be expensive to to have a lot of fun. So like that. you got to realize that a thousand rounds maybe isn't as crazy as. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, a thousand rounds per gun. Well, then, yeah, but what about a fun weekend and then a thousand rounds is gone? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but what I would recommend as far as ammo storage would be uh, more stocking more. up. Oh. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna have too much. That's never been a but problem. But stocking up a stockpile that you have set aside, that whatever yes. happens, you don't use this this ammo, or you know at least it goes into the rotation. Rotation that you yeah. have a, a set amount that you don't go below. Right. You know, because like I said, that that time where you have a good good weekend firing off your gun. And then you have to wait two weeks for your paycheck to come in so you can restock. That might be the two weeks where shit goes wrong. And you don't want to be like, well, all I have is all this expensive armor piercing stuff, so I got to use that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want that to be your problem. Right. You want to be like, well, I have lots of this full metal jacket that I bought a thousand rounds for 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's your go to. You know what I stocked up a bunch on is is, uh, target rounds. For my for my shotgun, <clears throat> I've been a using cheaper. a lot, lot cheaper. cheaper. And, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not loading and loading the for... uh, the the household shotgun with that. You know, when it's just set aside, waiting for uh, somebody to come in and and look for my supplies. But trying to steal my my Campbell's soup and my uh, spaghettios. I did buy some Hornaday <clears throat> rounds. And there were some racial undertones at the uh, at the gun store the other day. It was a little rough. Word? I'm just saying. There was something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all felt the need to make racist comments to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying be careful with what brand you buy. Okay. Certain things. If you get offended easy, it's a all no-go. Right. Second problem I had. Did you tell them that your, your daddy was black? I didn't tell them that. All right. Well, because that's not really a thing. But, well, I mean, it could be. It could be. All right. They don't know. They don't know. I was like, man, guys, that, that doesn't seem right. Um. Anyway, they also had uh, the uh, mace. Pepper mm-hmm. spray. Pepper spray. Pepper spray in New York, not mace. Yeah, um, okay. So they had pepper spray, and I'm like, ooh, I see you only have it in pink. Let me buy that. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you're buying the pink one. <laughs> and I also felt 
another level of offense. Right. Well, That's sometimes like, I wear a dress. Me? Sometimes right. I wear a dress and high heels when I go out. Why are they judging me? I mean, I have to have something that goes with my ensemble. Ay, ay, ay. But I, th- now, I always feel like I need to give this disclaimer whenever somebody talks about mace or pepper spray. If you've got it, if you get it, use it. Use it immediately. See how it works. I know somebody that... <laughs> This is a little bit ridiculous, yeah, but yes. this is a story that I I did hear from one of my friends. They got into a like a, a street brawl, yes, with like five of their friends and like five somebody else, and they had pepper spray and they ran at somebody, spraying the pepper spray, and it all blew back in their face. And they got <laughs> the shit kicked out of them because he couldn't see anything. <laughs> it doesn't sound spray good. Spray it, use it, buy two, use one, because if you don't know how it operates. You're not going to be able to use it effectively. They actually sell a test one that you can buy for seven bucks. Okay, so you can get a get a uh, use out of it and figure out what you're doing. Now, I did make uh, the women folk watch a video mm-hmm. how to use your pepper spray. Okay, and they talk about you know spray them in the eyes and then step to the side. Mm-hmm. Don't step back because they'll close that ground. But mm-hmm. step to the side because they can't see you. Right. And. That seems like it makes makes a whole lot of sense. All right. Um, there's a movie with uh, Napoleon Dynamite, the guy that played in the Napoleon Dynamite, where he's Hi. a meter maid. School what? for Scoundrels, maybe? Oh, that sounds right. Something, yeah, something like that. And uh, two guys dressed up as a cop and, and fake arrested him and took him into an elevator and sprayed him in the face with mace. <sighs> and uh, immediately, everybody else that was in that confined little space... Not realized how bad of an idea that was. Yeah. So just, uh, just you know, Be aware fair of your warning. Surroundings. Fair warning. Don't don't buy something you don't don't know how to use. All right. So what would you say if you were talking to somebody on a limited budget that was questionable about whether or not it's important to start prepping? Well, I would definitely push the setting aside a little bit each week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a, a can, two cans. And I would also stress, I, I think the way to get around that is it's more important for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the limited budget. Your job may be of a questionable nature. You know, you're always paycheck to paycheck. But, you know, you hear people, oh, you know, $20 a week is too much. That would break my budget. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If that would make that much of a difference to you, then just set aside a dollar a week. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're at that that level. Right. I'm not telling everybody, oh, a dollar yeah, a week. If you are at that level, that's more of a reason to set stuff right. aside. It, it's more important. Mm-hmm. If your job goes away, then where are you? Mm-hmm. You know, having that extra week of food, what does that buy you? You know, mm-hmm. as far as a little security, a little peace of mind. Yeah, I've lived on ramen noodles. It's not fun, but you can do it. You can do it? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Like, maybe you make the sacrifices. I know there was, uh, like, I used to listen to, like, Dave Ramsey. He talks about his, you know, finances and stuff like that. He's got a book. I don't know. And, you know, his stuff's oversimplified and whatever. And everybody, you know, has got their thing. But he was like, if you want to get serious, he's like, look, your four tires are bald on your car. But if you don't have a little money set aside, mm-hmm. you don't replace your bald tires. You know what I mean? He kind of went to the extremes. 
and was like, yeah, you ride the ball tires until you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I think his thing was like, don't use the credit card again. Right. And he's like, if you think, oh, I have to use the credit card because I have four ball tires. Well, no. You know, he's like, you save up and you buy one and you replace the worst one. Right. And you or, you, you know, you save up and you go to the used tire guy. Yeah. You don't. You know, yeah, you and know, that's that the used thing. tire guy is is right, very under uh, underappreciated. He really is. But that's the thing. It's like, I mean, just little steps. You know, people are like, "Well, I need." Mm-hmm. Well, and no, you don't need to spend a hundred dollars on emergency food from my Patriot Supply right now. No, you don't need to do that. But set five dollars a week, twenty dollars a week, fifty dollars a week, a hundred dollars a week whatever your budget can allow Mm -hmm. and you give up a little bit of something extra that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, I think the angle that I would push. And I think that makes sense. Right. Cause like you said, it's so much more an emergency, the tighter budget you're on when things go bad. Right. Um, you're, you know, you're wiped out and more devastated. Right. Your paycheck becomes further away. Mm-hmm. And these are things you need to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people there that say things like that. I can't afford it. I can't. Yeah. And that's that may be true in a lot of cases, but you can't afford an extra can of green beans. Right. You can't afford an extra can of soup every every time you go shopping. You can't afford some ramen noodles. Right. And that's it. You know, you spend five bucks, and so you buy ten dollars worth of ramen. But you replace $10 worth of other food you would have had, and now you have $10 worth of ramen set aside, and mm-hmm. you have you know, yep. what you would have ate for that week. And I know. I mean, everybody's got their level. But if you got a freaking iPhone in your hand and you're listening to this podcast, you're not at that level. Right. You're so not that person. You know, I mean, that's the thing. Um, you know, even if it's a Samsung, you know, I feel sorry for you and everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Teach his own, right? Yeah. And if you're that broke, email me. I will send you ramen. Kevin will mail you some ramen? I will, I will mail you ramen. If you're that broke, I feel bad for you. Nice. I'll help you out. It's time to get prepping. It's time to help your friends. Just just plant a seed in their mind, your neighbors. Just plant a seed in their mind. You know, when the hurricane comes through, you don't want 15 people at your door you know, asking about what you got for them to eat. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly it. Um, you know, and, and people know, you know, and when they're hungry, people will do some shady stuff. That's right. Um, that's right. When people's kids are hungry, they'll do some shady stuff. And that's it. You know, they'll turn. Well, my wife and kids need it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I just listened to another audio book, uh, you know, a week or two ago. And, and the same thing. The guy's like, well, you know, I need to take care of my family or they're going to die. So all these things that were against my moral code three weeks ago. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much against my moral code now, because this is the world. If we want to live, I can't let my family, you know, die. Mm -hmm. And, but all of a sudden that means they're totally willing to compromise who they are. Now in my book, you're already dead at that point Mm -hmm. because you're not who you are and you don't have values. Right. Um, but you know, whatever, that doesn't matter what my feelings and opinions are. Cause all of a sudden people who were once 
respectable members of society are now desperate and willing to do unreasonable things. And it's your job to, you know, kind of do what you can do to kind of keep everybody on track. I know you're not supposed to be the police of the world, but the more you do, <laughs> you know, the better it's going to work out for you and your family. Mm-hmm. So it's one more level of preparedness. Um, I know we were kind of jumping around a little bit on this podcast, but, you know, that's what it takes is, you know, thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do very inexpensively. Uh, things like buying bleach, you know. Uh, Having clean water is a big thing. Yeah, go to the dollar store. A drop of bleach will clean a gallon of water. You want to let it sit in there for 30 minutes. 30 minutes minimum. Believe it or not, you can actually, if you go now, you can go on the website for Clorox, mm-hmm. and they will actually have a page you can print out on how to, te- how to treat your water. All right. And it'll get you, you know, organized. And you just set that next to your gallon of bleach, and don't think about it again. And when the time comes, and rotate that gallon of bleach through your stock. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we're using a clean one, you know, for yeah. cleaning, and I need to get another one. Great. Swap it out with your stored one. Now, I will tell you real quick. I can tell you how to store your bleach Kevin, optimally. what do you got? Um, heat. You don't want heat, so you want it in a cool place. All you right. also want it in a dark place because even though it's in a plastic container, the UV light can get through that and degrade it. So you've got a good six months on a regular gallon of bleach. But if you keep it in a dark area, keep it in a cabinet in your basement. If you keep it down there, you can double that life expectancy easily. So, you know, most people use bleach as they wash their clothes and things. Just have an extra gallon. Every time you're going to go open that extra gallon, buy another one. You're one step ahead. You've at least, with that, with a gallon of bleach in your, in your cabinet, you've at least got clean water. You got three weeks, you know, after that you're going to die from starvation, but at least you've got clean water. And when you're, when you're low on calories, you're low on food, small things can have a devastating effect on your health. Yeah. You know, a small cut isn't going to heal like it's supposed to. Uh, You know, one situation of, of, uh, you know, even a cold can kill you if you don't have enough calories to uh, to help fight that that off. So the idea of keeping things clean, if you run out of food, being able to keep things clean is very important. So that's one of the one of the things I was would suggest is just having having that extra gallon of bleach if if nothing else. Uh, we've already talked about ramen noodles. You do like ramen? Noodles. I do. I don't like them. I, no, I don't like them. I like them as an idea of of way to keep your calories up, right. you know. Um, but there's a lot of really simple ways to prolong your uh, your life in worst case scenario. Very simple, very inexpensive ways to do it. So that's all I got to say about that. Chuck, you got anything else to add to this? I think that's about it um you know make sure you guys are taking care of our sponsors uh tack pack just sent us a bunch of cool shit um you may want to check out what some of the stuff they offer 
$49.95. It's kind of cool to get new shit every month and mm-hmm. exciting, cool outdoor stuff. I know we just got a... Uh, no, we're a little behind on what they send us because it actually gets sent to my kid who then sends it to me because whatever. Mm-hmm. But we just got this pig lube uh, gun cleaning kit. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I know if you use the code BADASS, they're going to send you a gun cleaning mat. Might make it a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's all. Just, you know, the more people you can bring into our world that will, you know, be a little more prepared just makes America a better place. Mm-hmm. So It is preparedness month. It is preparedness month. President's got your back on this one. And, uh, yeah, so with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.